Welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast. This is the show where we talk about art, what it has to do with your life, and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Well, a lot of amazing things have been happening here in Tokyo these past few weeks. We've had five interns come from different parts of the United States. And, and you know, we've been praying for almost a year that God would work through them, that he would help open up our church again after this horrendously long lockdown of COVID and also to bring some healing to our church. And, you know, that's exactly what we've seen. Stay tuned because I'm looking forward to sharing many of these stories with you in future episodes. But for now, I'd like to continue this little streak we've been having on Japanese food. And this time to talk about the quintessential Japanese drink known as sake or rice wine. Kanpai! We called out in a loud voice as we clinked the little ceramic cups together. This was my very first experience of sake. And I didn't really know what to make of it. I mean, it was strong, but it wasn't too strong. It was sweet, but you know, it wasn't too sweet. It was cold, but it wasn't too cold. And it really matched the food we were eating perfectly. This lightly fried tempura. So not deep fried, but this lightly fried food. You know, it was also my very first home-cooked meal in a Japanese home. This happened during a trip we, my wife and I took. It was a two-week missions trip. We were giving concerts in various locations. But it was also an opportunity for Abby to introduce me to various friends she had made during her gap year between high school and college when she lived in Japan for a year and then came back for the following summer. And so we were in this home, this family that that knew her really well from when she lived here. And they just welcomed us in such a way. They served us tempura and rice and soup and grated Japanese radish, more than we could eat in many meals. And of course, along with it, there was this huge bottle of sake. Definitely enough for sharing. I think the second time I tried sake was when I was offered it by my host after coming on a trip as an English teacher with a local public school. The teacher, my host, really wanted me to try amazake, a sweet rice wine that was really famous in that region. And you know, as a good missionary, you're supposed to accept and eat or drink whatever you're offered. <laughs> so in this case too, you know, I've never tasted anything like it. It was kind of had the consistency of drinkable yogurt or perhaps even a milkshake. It was pure white with particles of rice in it that reminded me of snow. Other times, I remember being served sake by my hosts after various concerts I gave or by friends as we sat outside having a picnic under the cherry trees during the peak of cherry blossom viewing season. Every time, sake was a big part of their hospitality. You know, I find it fascinating that the fermented and distilled drinks of each area match so well with that region of the world. It matches the raw materials that can grow there and also the yeast that can grow in that climate. So for example, Japan has rice wine or Nihonshu, which is literally alcohol of Japan. Belgium has Belgian beer which is known for various open-air fermenting techniques, so definitely with taste specific to that region. Scotland has scotch and Scottish ale. Portugal has port. Spain has sherry. Mexico has tequila. 
Russia has vodka, Jamaica has rum, and there's so many more examples. The list is really, really long. I mean, there really are as many fermented and distilled drinks as there are places, because it so fits those regions and those cultures of the world. And that's why those nations have become actually part of the name in many of those cases. And all of these things are a gift from God, a way to celebrate the goodness of God and his creation. Listen to these words from Psalm 104, verses 14 and 15. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man. Or how about Isaiah 25, 6? On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. Or consider Matthew 26, 29, when Jesus promises to drink wine with his disciples in heaven. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. One of the earliest heresies of Gnosticism taught that the body and the material things of this world didn't matter. But the second century Christian leader Irenaeus countered this teaching by talking about, among other things, wine. He wrote, The days will come when vines come up, each with 10,000 branches, and on each branch 10,000 twigs, and on each twig 10,000 shoots, and on each shoot 10,000 grapes. And each grape, when pressed, will give 25 measures of wine. And when one of the saints picks a cluster, another will shout, I'm a better cluster. Pick me. Bless the Lord through me. Arrhenius lived in the south of France where grapes and wine were plentiful. But I'm certain that if he lived in Japan, he would have described the wonders of heaven through sake instead. When we gather together at the table of heaven, There will not only be wine, but all the fermented drinks of this world. And among them, sake will have its place, with plenty of big bottles to be shared with the whole multitude of heaven. Okay, but there's more to it than this. Maybe you haven't thought about this way before, but sake tells the gospel story. It's true. It really does. Fermentation. Okay, look look at it like this way. Fermentation is about disintegration. The yeast eat away at the sugars in the grains. They digest them until they're gone. And, but through this suffering of the grains, through this disintegration, the drink tastes better, is better for you, and it lasts forever. And at the end, there's more yeast than when you first started, so you can make more and more of it. I mean, so disintegration and death turns into abundance and flourishing and life. You know, after the death of my mother last year, I was cleaning out her house and found a bottle of wine that had been hidden in the cool of the basement for decades. (laughs) Okay, no year was listed, but it very well could have been from her honeymoon since she only bought alcohol for the most special occasions. I considered drinking it, but wondered, was it toxic? Would it kill me? I mean, was it even possible to eat or drink something older than me? So carefully, I opened the bottle, poured some in a glass, 
and tentatively lifted the liquid to my mouth, ready to spit it out in an instant. And man, it was good. So I swallowed. After all these years, the wine was not only good, but I'm sure that it was even better than it was first made. You know, by the way, I also found a bottle of Coca-Cola in the basement. It also didn't have a date, but I, I recognized it from a trip our family had taken to the Caribbean uh, almost 40 years before. <laughs> so, so I tried to drink that one as well, but I'm afraid it didn't age quite so well. You know, I was sharing this story recently at one of our gatherings with a woman who's not yet Christian, and she told me that she was really moved by the story. But you know what I find really moving is the fact that Jesus' first miracle was to turn water into wine. Fresh spring water became a well-aged drink. Jesus chose to use this symbolism at a wedding to show how he's remaking all the disintegration of this world, to make it better than it was before. Jesus gives every nation on this planet this miraculous pointer to the kingdom of heaven. And I look forward to that day when, in the greatest of all feasts, Jesus will prepare for us the best Nihonshu, the best sake in quality and quantity far beyond our wildest imaginations. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith Podcast. As we say in Japan, Ja, mata ne! See you next time. <laughs>